guys, it's Victoria here and welcome to the Motorsport Stories podcast. This is episode 3, the beginnings of motorsport. Racing on wooden planks? Wooden planks? Yes, that's right. That's one of the topics we will be covering in today's episode when we take you back to the very beginnings of motorsports. Up until now, we told you the stories from different periods and different types of motorsport. In today's episode, we'll go back to the origins of motorsport and tell you the story of how it all began. Here we will discuss the beginnings of motorsport as a whole, look at where the sport originated and see what legacy we are left with from this time period. We will also take a closer look at the beginnings of motorsport in the US to dive into an overload of speed, oval racetracks and racing on wooden planks, so stay tuned. Today we have many different kinds of motorsports like Formula 1, NASCAR, Formula E and many others. Many of these take place on designated racetracks, but the very first motor races took place in a venue that is now rarely used for motor races. Oh well, it still survived in a direct line in some types of motorsport, which we will come back to later. The venue where they took place was public roads as most of these early races were so-called point-to-point races or city-to-city races, where the race would start in one city and then finish in another. The first official race of this kind took place in 1894 in France from Paris to Rouen, making the route roughly 50 miles long and the average speed of the winning car was about 10.2 miles per hour, so it wasn't exactly mind-blowingly fast. The Paris-Rouen race didn't have a long story, as these point-to-point races turned out to be very dangerous, since there were a lot of obstacles such as houses, street signs, even people that you would have to avoid running into, and you couldn't easily put up a fence or build a runoff area like you would on a racetrack. Despite all the additional risks that come with these point-to-point races, this was still a trend that would continue for many years to come, in some ways, even up until today. Additionally, who was the winner in these early point-to-point races was not solely determined by who crossed the finish line first, as the race was more of a reliability test than a race. So as a result, this was also based on other factors such as reliability of the car, innovation, safety and other parameters, which made finding a winner all the more complicated and additionally all the more boring. For example, in the 1894 Rouen Paris race, the first prize was to go to the car that was deemed, quote, without danger, easily handled, and of low running cost. So the first official motor race, where the driver who crossed the finish line could actually call himself the winner, took place in 1895, again in France. You see, there is a theme here, with a route from Paris to Bordeaux and back. This race was a whopping 731 miles long and the average speed was around 15 miles per hour. So although it was somewhat faster than in the Paris to Rouen race, you can imagine that this would have been a long old race. Due to the regulations of the race, the winner would be the first car home with the ability to seat more than two passengers. Due to this rule, the first car to cross that line, a car driven by Emile Levasseur, who completed the race in 48 hours, which was actually six hours quicker than the runner-up of the race, was actually not even the official winner of the race, 
Sorry for claiming that that was going to be the case here. Instead, the official winner was Paul Coquelin, who came in third in his poo show. The reason being that Levasseur had driven a two-seater car and Paul Coquelin's car haven't had four seats. Another difference in the early races was that they were organized by various newspapers that hoped that the excitement and the danger of the motor races would gain them some publicity, as people would show up to the race, see the name of the newspaper displayed all over the venue, and therefore they would gain more readers. So not much unlike how companies nowadays use influencers to display their products on social media to create a hype. For example, the aforementioned Paris to Rouen race was organized by the newspaper Le Petit Journal. Another great example are the Bennett Trophy races that took place in the very beginning of the 20th century. James Gordon Bennett, who was the owner of the newspaper, the New York Herald, started organizing a race where the automobile clubs from different countries would compete against one another. The first three editions took place in France and then moved on to take place in other European countries, such as Germany and Ireland. Just like the two first point-to-point -point races we spoke about early on, the first official motor race on a racetrack also took place in France, more specifically in 1898 on the Course de Perigou track. So now you might be asking, why France? This is because France as a country was crucial to the beginning of motorsport as well as to the automotive industry. France had a very sophisticated network of roads very early on compared to many other countries. France was also the home of many different inventors in the industry. You may have all heard of guys such as Michelin and Peugeot. France also had many clubs where people would meet up and engage in common interests. So naturally, motorsport clubs will become a thing if you and your mates were into new technology, cars, and competing against one another. Additionally, the very first sanctioning body to stipulate regulations on motor racing also originated in France. It went by the name of Association Internationale de Automobile and was founded in 1904. In 1947, it would become part of the organization that would later become the FIA we know today, an international governing body of motorsports. Jumping from the cradle of motorsport history to a different part of the world, where the beginnings of motorsport would take the country in a somewhat different direction than France and Europe in general, even until this day. We are talking about the United States, of course, a country still well known for its love for speed, power and oval racetracks. But why is this exactly? Well, to begin with, the first races hosted in the US, like in Europe, were also point-to-point -point races on public roads. The first such race was the Thanksgiving Day race that took place on Thanksgiving 1895, so actually the same year as the Paris-Bordeaux-Paris race. The race was around 54 miles long and with the route being from Chicago to Evanston in Illinois and back to Chicago. A fun fact about this race is that it actually took place in the snow. Another similarity to the first European races was the fact that the American races were also organized by newspapers. The newspaper tycoons, however, quickly realized that what truly made the American public tick was speed. 
This in turn led to the newspapers organizing land speed record attempts. These could be done as long as you had a surface long, flat and smooth enough, making dry lakes and even beaches the perfect venue. Daytona Beach is a perfect example of a beach that was long, straight and smooth enough to be used for land speed record attempts. And in the period between 1902 and 1910, the beach was used to set many land speed record attempts. Now that we covered the American love for high speed, another big theme in the history of American motorsports is of course the oval tracks. There are many factors that made the ovals a popular racing venue in the US. We can start out with one of the more dull ones, safety. Like in Europe, when the point-to-point races proved to be hazardous, not only for drivers, but also for spectators, safety started to become a major concern. In this regard, one big advantage of locating cars, drivers and spectators in one designated place for racing is that you could drastically improve safety, as you now had the option of adding safety features such as barriers, fences and even runoff areas. All the kind of stuff you couldn't just add to any given road where a point-to-point race would take place. One more upside to specifically have spectators come to one designated venue was of a financial nature, as you could charge people money for letting them into the venue to see the race. Another also partly financial factor in choosing to race an oval track is that, at least in the beginning, they could take place in venues that already existed on dirt horse racing tracks. The first oval race in the US took place at the 1896 Rhode Island State Fair. Fun fact about this race is that the car winning this race was actually an electric car. The most fabled oval track in the US is of course the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which was built in 1909 and at least in part owes its fame to hosting the yearly Indy 500 race. However, it was not only in the US that oval racetracks became a thing. These venues also popped up in Europe, most notably the history-packed Monza circuit in Italy. Also very famous to this day for hosting Formula 1 races, was originally built as an oval track back in 1922. If you go visit the track nowadays, you will still see the remnants of the old oval and parts of this old track are still integral parts of the newer monster circuit we know from modern races. A very peculiar phenomenon unique to American motorsports emerged in the beginning of the 20th century that would perfectly combine the US oval tracks with speed. Inspired by bike velodromes, wooden board ovals started becoming a thing in the period from 1910 to 1920. So these tracks were basically like bike velodromes just located outdoors and big enough to fit cars. And yes, we also hear how this sounds like a terrible idea. But hear me out. This particular type of track did actually create some very interesting races with a lot of speed. The first of these kinds of tracks were built in 1910 in Los Angeles. And since then, these wooden board oval tracks started popping up all over the United States. If you're still a bit skeptical of this concept, it is understandable, as it was a total disaster. As smooth as the oval track would be when the wooden boards were first laid, the weather and the weight of the cars really did take their toll on the wood. 
And so it naturally became very expensive to keep the circuits up to scratch, as the surface had to be sanded or the boards had to be completely replaced regularly. During the Great Depression in the early 1930s, there was simply no longer enough money to keep up with these high maintenance costs, which also led to the demise of board ovals. It was even necessary to rebuild the entire track every few years. The wood also proved a challenge for cars that needed to be built to withstand all the wooden splinters that would come off the surface. Additionally, you can probably also imagine the safety hazard of combining a smooth track with slanted banks, high speed and spectators sitting very close to the circuit. So though we as a civilization no longer have the opportunity and immense joy of being able to go see motor races on wooden planks, we still see many remnants of early motor races in motorsports all over the world today. Oval tracks, although not the super cool board ovals, are of course still a big part of American motorsports, although they are less prominent in other parts of the world. If we go back to the type of racing that started it all, point-to-point -point races, the closest we get to this type of racing today are different rally series, where cars race from point A, the start line, to point B, the finish line, and whoever does so the fastest wins. The first such race where the actual term rally was used was the very first Monte Carlo rally that took place in January 1911. The Monte Carlo rally of course still exists to this day, but what was different back then was that the rally was not raced at full speed since it was not possible to close the roads for the race. Though many of the city-to-city -city races we saw in the very beginning of the history of motorsports were scrapped at the expense of track races, one very famous example of this kind of race did take place all the way up until 1957, the Millimilia. The first Millimilia took place in 1927 and was a race that took place on a yearly basis, except of course during World War II as well as during the aftermath of this war. The race distance was the 1600 kilometers, or as the name allures to, the 1000 miles from Brescia in northern Italy to the Italian capital of Rome. This legendary race we will of course cover in a future episode. So if you ever have any questions, some feedback or would like to suggest a topic for the show, please feel free to leave a comment on the Twitter, Instagram or Facebook page or send me an email. Contact information can be found in the show notes alongside any sources that might have been used for this episode. And please remember, if you like the show, please give us a like and review on your favorite podcast app. And of course, spread the word and the love and tell your friends about the show. Until next time, have a speedy day.